Hey, Rudy Jazz, how's it going? Welcome, first one in to the Christmas. It's such a special, I didn't even do anything with my hair. It's that special of a holiday. Hey, B. Hey, Nikolai. Glad to see you guys here for the Christmas special. Jennifer, Joe Logan, everyone's popping on in. It's Hope you guys are having an awesome Christmas <clears throat> so far. Yeah, whatever holiday, whatever holiday is coming around this time for you. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, I just jumped out of the shower. Hey, Brady. Merry Christmas to you as well. I saw something recently. It was a Christmas tree of gray aliens, and they called it a gray Christmas. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty interesting. Hey, the farms. Nice. Bees headed off to Europe. I'll have to take a look at that request, Nikolai. Hey, Daddy Bobbles. <clears throat> Sorry you're feeling under the weather. I'm not doing that great overall, but um, I'm glad that I'm here with you guys. This is really cool. This is our fourth year doing this, and I'm having a lot of fun. This is so awesome. Boy, Boy, Hush. Most overrated horror movies. Asking the question. Um, I think you. I think it's like It Follows. I did not like that movie. I loved the, the the other movie that director did, Under the Silver Lake. But It Follows... I fell asleep! If you fall asleep during a horror movie, that's pretty bad. That's about as bad, that's about as bad as a horror movie can get. So I think that's where I'd go. Hey, Nick. Hey, Camerahead. Thanks for dropping on in. Master of Ellipsis is sneaking in. Even though it's family, even though it's family time. They're hiding out and watching this. So that's awesome. Yeah, most... Uh, and then, um, I feel, I, I'm famous for falling asleep in movies. And not because I'm an old man. I was doing this in my 20s. I fell asleep during Avatar. It was super boring. That first one. I remember, I was like, uh, I remember he, he got in the body and started running around. And then, um, I go, I'm just going to fall asleep until something blows up. And then I woke up, and there was a tractor knocking over a tree. And I was like, okay, here we go. Something blown. I didn't realize <coughs> I missed an hour of the movie. I missed, like, all of that stuff. Still knew exactly what was going on. Camera had asked, do I still interact with fellow ex-schizos? Yeah, I was actually on there the other night. Uh, it's so weird. It's so weird. You know, that you have this whole sphere of paranormal content creators, right? You have dead... You have Dead Rabbit Radio, you have uh, Mysterious Universe, and Last Podcast on the Left, and all these great podcasts, and then you have the YouTube side, which is like Windy Goon, and Mr. Volin and uh, Parallel Pipes, and Parasite TV, and all these guys, right? Nexpo. I, I get imitated all the time, so for some reason, it happens quite often, someone imitates me on the internet, whether it's on the X board or it's on Reddit or whatever. And I think that's odd because no one else, I've never jumped onto the X board and someone's imitating the hosts of Mysterious Universe. I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyways, um, yeah, so I was on the X board the other day because someone was imitating me and I was like, oh, that's, that's not me. That's not me. And it was really cool, actually, because here's the thing. When I go on the X board, my goal isn't to advertise the podcast. I don't think that you can't really do that, right? I think it's bad manners. 
So I hadn't been interacting as myself on the X board for a long, like really since the beginning when I was like there in the beginning and said, hey guys, what do you think of this podcast? So it was really cool. I've done it once or twice, but I'll come out and I'll be like, hey, this is me. But it it, it, can, it can sound like you're self-advertising. So it was a really cool opportunity to talk to a lot of you guys um, on there. And great feedback. Great feedback. A lot of you guys had really cool story ideas, and we'll be looking at some of that stuff. So Joe Logan says the only movie they've ever fallen asleep to was Into the Woods. Was that that musical with like Johnny Depp as a werewolf or something like that? I, I stayed away from that one. <laughs> Joe, that's on you. That's on you. If that's the same movie, maybe it's a different one. But, um, I, you know, I, I I think I saw that play in high school, or I did scenes. I used to be in drama. I think I did those scenes in high school. I don't remember, but yeah. Yeah, Rap Shout and uh, Master of Ellipsis saw that thread as well. It was, I mean, it was cool in the sense that I got people then emailing me stuff, being like, hey, man, I hadn't heard it. I hadn't listened to your podcast in a while, but here's something I want to talk to you about. It was really cool. It actually really, really worked out. Hey, Fabio. Hey, introducing Emmy. Thanks for swinging on by. Let's see here. Vexing says imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just weird, but it did give me the opportunity to say, hey, because a lot of times I'm on the export and I'm reading stuff. But I don't want to be like, hey, that story reminds me of a podcast I once heard. Check it out. It just comes off as, uh, it, it's just advertising, right? And that's not what people are there for. I think people are there. The export's been really good lately. Like, it still has the succubus threads. and it's that Nobody threads I don't see as much anymore. But we've gotten some great stuff from there. We've gotten some great stuff from there. The AI is alternate. AI art is reaching into an alternate universe. That is that still is, might be one of my new favorite conspiracy theories. 100%. 100%. Joe Logan says maybe it's not people imitating me, maybe it's the carbon monoxide poisoning. You know, it's funny. I might do a, a I found an article written saying that the whole carbon monoxide poisoning theory when it comes to paranormal it doesn't really hold water. Super interesting. I might do a story on that because on Reddit, which I can't stand Reddit, but I do it for work. I do it for work to do this podcast. They, um, a lot of times someone will be like, yeah, I came home and my dog was flying in the air. And then like a demon showed up and went, ha ha ha, the, your, your dad sold your soul to the devil. I will eat you now. And then a bunch of silverware started like forming the letters help me. And... Someone will always put, check your carbon monoxide detectors. You might be suffering. I was like, that's not the answer to every... <laughs> Joe's like, dude, I just brought it up as a joke, and now Jason's going off. That's not the answer to every paranormal story. And it's funny, people will all... And it and then they get a bunch of upvotes, which is the main reason why I hate Reddit. It causes that group thing. You're just saying stuff for the upvotes. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, that's become... I hate that. I actually hate that. And... It does happen, but it's super rare. It's more likely if a demon showed up and said, your father sold your soul to me, I'm going to eat you now. <laughs> I don't, don't go, well, you know what? I'm not going to go to a priest. I'm going to swing on by Walmart and pick up a, Marvin, a carbon monoxide detector. That's just my thing. Sorry, Joe's like, Joe's like, oh, sorry, bro, sorry. No, it's totally fine. Um, yeah, Nick said, uh, they found it when I posted on a conspiracy iceberg thread. That would have been a long time ago, too. 
Uh, B says they found it. They don't remember. Maybe it was my manifestation techniques. I'm really working on that. Like, it's such an interesting thing. And, and hey, GG Bonkleman. GGG Bonkleman, sorry. Um, thanks for swinging on by. I love doing the manifestation. Like, I'm always looking for new tools, right? And manifestation, I mean, it's so funny. The podcast could easily turn into the Law of Attraction podcast. I've actually thought about doing a second podcast because I'm so interested in that and how it works and why it doesn't work for everyone. And there's all sorts of stuff you could go into. But yeah, I spent a lot of time manifesting success for the show and it helps. It 100% helps. I think it it wouldn't be where it is if I wasn't doing that. It's super weird, but I can't do that. Um, I don't want to talk about it every single episode. Otherwise, that's not the show people want. Um, yes. Uh, Rusty Apolito, Merry Christmas to you as well. Yeah, Nikolai, the succubus threads are basically um, people trying to summon a demon to have sex with. I mean, I get the allure. I get the attraction to it, especially because they're always posting pictures of sexy demons, like anime girls with big boobs and horns. But one, that's not who you're, that's not what you're summoning. That's not what's coming out. And then two, I guess like it would be the I I think succubus threads to me. And I, there's my thing with succubus threads is first off, you don't know what you're getting into. Secondly. Nobody knows what they're talking about on those threads. Nobody knows what they're talking about. So it's people answering quite They're making stuff up. They're like, oh, yeah, I, I summoned a succubus once, and now we are Grand Legion whatever. In the, you know what I mean? Like, it's just you got a bunch of LARPers, and then you got a bunch of... Uh, you, you have some people who are lonely, and you have some people who are explorers, right? They want to push the boundaries of the paranormal. My thing is I understand wanting to summon a succubus, but... That's like the same thing when people go, I want a life of adventure. I grew up in the small town in Idaho, and it's time for me to strike out. I'm going to have a life of adventure. And instead of doing normal adventures, like maybe working on a crab fishing boat or joining the military, something like that, becoming a cop or a fireman, they'll be like, and I'm going to become a career criminal, or I'm going to join the French Foreign Legion, even though I don't know where any countries are and I can't speak French. And they'll overcorrect. I think people who are sitting there being like, I want to see if this paranormal stuff's true. By jumping to summon a succubus, like if that is in your first couple years or most likely your first year of doing magic work or working with the paranormal, it's going to end up really, really badly. Because you're summoning... And here's the thing. They don't know what they're talking about, but you can accidentally, you can accidentally ruin your life. You can accidentally do something. That you can't get rid of. You can summon something. I, I, You could spend weeks going through the succubus threads. You might find something useful as far as a way to summon one. But I think just the intent. I think we'll talk about manifestation. Talk about law of attraction. Just putting out in the universe that you want to attract a demonic girlfriend. Well, not, not even that. Because that would imply that the girlfriend is human and demonic. The fact that you want to attract a demon into your life, it will happen. They don't need to do any... You just think about that long enough, you'll send out that signal, it will happen. And it's not going to look like some anime chick with big boobs. But yeah, succubus threads. Thuja, Thuja, thank you for swinging on by. Merry Christmas to you as well. You introducing Emmy said a YouTuber mentioned uh, Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm pretty sure that was Parallel Pipes. 
I'm pretty sure Parallel Pipes is the only YouTuber who's ever given a shout-out to the show. Actually, that's not true. There is a movie podcast. Oh, man. They're going to kill me that I don't remember their names. Um, um, there's a movie podcast that might have been the earliest YouTube shout-out. Oh, do I seriously? Black? What is... Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, these guys gave me a first shout-out. And I don't remember their names. Three dudes who do this podcast. I listen to them off and on. I Am I still... I'm pretty sure I still have them in my... My podcast subs. Black. I can hear their voices in my head. Oh, God, that's going to drive me nuts. Um, black. That's <laughs> the... Uh, what? It's not... They start off, they so they do the funniest movie reviews, too. Or one time they had a movie review, and it was XXX, and I was like, um, oh, dude, they're going to review that, that Finn Diesel movie. Awesome. And I listened to it, and they were reviewing a porno. And then I go, what? And then I put in the comments, I go, oh, I thought you were going to review that Vin Diesel movie. And the next week, they reviewed the Vin Diesel movie. What was that black? I don't remember, dude. I let you guys down. I'm so sorry, dude. I wonder if I'm still subbed on YouTube and they're just not putting anything out anymore. Let's take a look here. And then I wanted to... I saw a comment here that popped up. Hey, hey, Miles. Thanks for swinging on by. Introducing Emmy and said they thought it was Plagued Moth. It may have been. Plagued Moth is another uh, paranormal... More gore-oriented YouTuber black it's not i don't remember guys i feel so bad how do i not oh you know what i can do no dang it well you know what i'm gonna give them a big shout <laughs> i finally remember their name I'll give him a big shout on the show because that was cool that they did that. And that was really cool. Hey, Thuja. Merry Christmas as well. I think I might have said that already, but there's nothing wrong with wishing people Merry Christmas. <laughs> Void mirrors, check your carbon monoxide. No. You know, that's the thing. <clears throat> I did that at recent episode about Nakato Avocado or however you pronounce his name. People are like, that's not how you pronounce it. Um, you ne never tell people you don't like something. I, I, I've learned that just by watching other, uh, YouTuber content creator people. Whenever someone goes, I hate something, then they just get flooded with it. Now that I've, in within a week, announced that I can't stand, <laughs> it's so gross. Again, I got, I don't know Nakato personally. I mean, I can't pronounce his name. He's probably a nice guy. But, um, it just the content he makes... He might be, but he also might be possessed by a gluttony demon. But there's something about it, man. And you know what's, you know what's so funny is that after I after I recorded that episode, because I make several comments about photos. Hey, schizo posting cosmoid menace. Um, Merry Christmas. I um, while I was editing that episode, a lot of times the show is so off the cuff, right? So I'll come in with two stories to do. I'll just have some notes, some sentences, right? There's not like super detailed. There's no script. That's usually usually why I'm laughing at my own jokes, which a lot of people hate. 
I'm hearing it for the first time too. Like it just popped into my head. There have been times where I've scripted jokes and then I tell them on the show and they almost always get edited out. I'd say like, because they're terrible. Like when I'm writing the notes, I'm like, oh dude, this is so funny. <laughs> and then when I perform it on the mic, I was like, oh, that's done. It was a stupid joke. If I had come up with it just then, I probably would have left it in. But the show's so off the cuff. So I'm doing the the um, edit. And I'm talking about all these Nakato pictures. I'm like, oh, there's one of him looking like a cat. There's one of him like a nebula and the flown in the middle of the universe. And I go, oh, you know, maybe I'll... <laughs> I go, maybe I should link to these photos. So, you know, if somebody, <laughs> if somebody wants to view them... And I was typing them, and I was like, I know, there's no way I'm putting, there's no way I'm putting you guys, they're true info hazards. Not not the one with the cat, but there's that famous shot of Nakato Avocado naked from the waist down. That's about as much as a description I'm going to give you. And it's an info hazard. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like burned into my eyes. I was like, I'm not putting this into the links. Leo Maisie's said, opinion on yay. You know, that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. I'll try to go over it fairly, but briefly. You know, I'm a big Kanye West fan. Yay, as far as his music goes. And he's come out and he's said some crazy stuff. Like, I watched the Alex Jones, uh, Kanye West interview. It's like an hour and a half long, two hours. And it was just super interesting. It's so interesting to watch these personalities go at it. You know, I, my favorite, it's weird. Like, my favorite rapper is Ice Cube. And there's a lot of talk about him also being anti-Semitic and using anti-Semitic tropes in his music and in his media. And so, for me, and I, you know, I knew that going in. Like, I, I was an early Ice Cube fan. We're talking the Predator album. And at that point, he'd already had a reputation of having music that was anti-white and anti-Semitic. And so for me, I I have to appreciate the music outside of the artist sometimes. Like, because again, like when I listen to Ice Cube, he'll talk about white devils. And I could, there's a couple different ways I could take that. I could be like, you know what? I think if Ice Cube met me in real life, he might not like me. He might not like me because of culture or race or something like that. But there's probably a lot of people who wouldn't like me for, for a ton of reasons. And so I appreciate his music, and I appreciate that that's his worldview, even though I I don't agree with it. I can look at it and go, he thinks that. That's his worldview. That's the way he is. And that's kind of the way I see Kanye. I don't agree with a lot of the comments he was making, specifically on the Alex Jones show, because I think we all had the same ride, where you knew who Kanye West was. Sorry, you knew who Ye was for years, then he starts doing these interviews, and he's saying some more and more things that, for lack of a better term, was inflammatory. And it was interesting because as an artist, sometimes you'll push, you'll keep pushing those buttons and seeing what you can get. This is the guy who threw a Grammy in the toilet and peed all over it. But then when he comes out, like by the time, by the time he was on the Alex Jones show. And he has a net, and he has the YooHoo drink, and he's talking about Netanyahu and all this stuff. You're like, and it's so it's such a fascinating thing because Alex Jones kept saying, "Is this a bit? 
Like, I think you're... And he first, he asks him a couple times, but by the end of the hour and a half, two hours, Alex Jones straight calls him out and says, this is a bit. You're doing this to be shocking. You're just... And, and he'd be like, no, no, I'm not. I really believe all this stuff. Super fascinating. Just And we'll see how it all plays out. We'll see definitely how it all plays out. I don't agree with Kanye's West comments where he's talking about like he loves Hitler um and Alex Jones had a really interesting it was so I mean Alex Jones for all of his foibles right I thought this was so fascinating Kanye West kept talking about how he didn't like the Jews it's very 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 blunt Ice Cube Ice Cube says I'm not anti-semitic he goes I'm not anti-semitic I complain about everybody that that is his comment. That's what he says about it. He says I'm not anti-Semitic. Um, but then he would go on to praise Hitler, and I thought Alex Jones. It was really interesting. Alex Jones said, "Just because you hate the one side, it doesn't mean you need to love the other." And he meant like even if you do have a beef with Jews, yeah, even if you do have a problem with Jews, it doesn't mean you have to overcorrect and love Hitler. And that was super interesting comment, right? Alex Jones was beginning to call him out. Well, then. <laughs> A couple a couple days later, I read an article, and it was Kanye has been an advocate, an admirer of Adolf Hitler for like a decade. They say actually it's been his whole life. And there were these interviews of all of these producers, record company guys, uh, people at shoe companies, and they go, he would talk about how cool Hitler was all the time. And one guy goes, I've been working in the corporate world for 20 years. No one's ever brought that name up during a meeting. It shocked them. It shocked everybody. They're like, what in the world are you talking about? Super fascinating. What's interesting is no one was exposing that. No one was saying that. And he was just continuing to make these comments. But uh, now, you know, he's on the out. And so apparently, like, he did an interview with TMZ two years ago. The big controversy about that was he said um, slavery, slavery is a choice. Or if someone's a slave for 400 years, that feels like a choice to me. That was super controversial, remember? It comes out during that TMZ interview. He was like, oh, yeah, Hitler's awesome. Hitler's really cool. And they edited it out. There was staff. They're like, no, we heard him. He makes those comments all the time. And there was, he was just, he he, had admi- he admires Hitler. Like, just unabashedly, he admires Hitler. So, I mean, it's a complicated, it's, just, I, it's not necessarily complicated. I think everyone's drawn their lines on the sand to where they say it's definitely fa- it's a fascinating story. It's not one people were like, well, maybe he's just having a manic depressive episode. He's bipolar. It doesn't seem like that. It seems like this is something he modeled his life after for years and years and years and years and years. It's not like a recent thing. But it's fascinating. Someone's just out there and says, I'm going to say what I want to say. And and we, we look at the conspiracy theory side of it. And sorry, I didn't want to go on this long about it because I see people are still chatting. But the other interesting thing about it is there's two conspiracy theories wrapped up in all of this. One, which I almost did a story on. I still might do it. Is that, you know, he's wearing those masks everywhere. Which you're not like a, not like a mask over his face for COVID, but... His face covered. The conspiracy theory is is that he has a hidden camera in these masks, and he's trying to get information on elite insiders to expose them to the world. So that's a conspiracy theory. I don't know how much water it holds because he's totally persona non grata in a lot of these places. But interesting. The other one is that this was all intentional. He's on video saying, 
You will never, ever see a $4 billion contract canceled over a tweet ever again. And then he starts going, I'm free. I'm free. So I'm. it could be that he wanted to get out of all these contracts. So he just said the most insane thing he possibly could. And then everyone dropped him. And now he can just make music again. Is that true? We don't know. But it, it's a fascinating story nonetheless. Vaccine. Thank you so much for the donation. I really, really appreciate that. I need to get my... Oh man, I'm always so ill-prepared. Oh, here's a pin. Vaccine, awesome. I need to figure out a way. Really, really appreciate that. Love the show. I'm sure Dead Rabbit Radio will continue to be my number one favorite podcast in 2023 as well. Merry Christmas. I need to figure out a way. You're definitely going to be flying the Carpenter Copter in an upcoming episode. I need to figure out a way to get you guys your stickers. Because when people join the Patreon, I'll ask for their address. Um, Everyone who supported me through the... Uh, donations like this. I want to get you guys your stickers too. I haven't really figured it out because you can email me your address, but everyone else can email me their address as well. Um, But yeah, absolutely. uh, Really, really appreciate it. Let me see here. I I know that went off for a bit. Nikolai says same thing. They love Norwegian black metal, but wouldn't want to meet any of them in person. Let's see. That guy says, I loved that video so much it felt like a million dollar extreme skit. That Alex Jones, Kanye West video does have, it's for entertainment value alone. Because you're watching I mean, Kanye West is a triple A star. Is that, is that a term or is that is that a hotel? And then, I, I keep calling him Kanye. It's just stuck in my head. And then Alex Jones, you know, he's the leading voice for better or for worse in the conspiracy community. And um, it's just fascinating. Like, I watched interviews with him and Pierce Morgan. I watched interviews with him and Tucker Carlson. But there's something about Alex Jones. Because Alex Jones also has feet in the world of conspiracy theory. And watching Alex Jones, be he kept, he, he kept being like, that's his view. That's his view. I love the Jewish people. I hate not. He had to keep putting himself like, he's like, okay, he said that. I didn't. Because I don't think... Again, for all of Alex Jones' faults, I don't think he hates the Jewish people. I think he said some questionable things, obviously like the Sandy Hook thing. And I, you know what's so interesting about the Sandy Hook one is that he people go, that's a freedom of speech. He lost, and now we don't have freedom of speech anymore. That's not it. He didn't turn over his paperwork. That's what ended up boning him in the end. The judge kept saying, we need to see your financials, and he was not doing it. And the judge goes, I have no choice but to rule against you. Like, you're not... So why wasn't he giving those financials? Maybe he's making less money than people thought. Maybe he's making more money than people thought. Well, now he has a billion-dollar judgment against them. And a recent judge said, bankruptcy protection can't protect you from that. It is... Listen, it's bad precedent in the sense that we don't want a world where if you say something that's not true, that you can get sued for a billion dollars. Because everybody says something that's not true. People are constantly saying things that turn out not to be true in the public, like weapons of mass destruction, (laughs) weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Let's send a bunch of troops over there. It wasn't true. It wasn't true. We know it wasn't true. And they didn't get sued. But that's not why he owes a billion dollars. He lost the lawsuit because he wasn't turning over the financials. So... But again, I think that it is, is setting bad precedent. Definitely, it could. 
Jennifer said Kim Kardashian must have known. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure anyone living with somebody like that, they wake up every morning and he's like, you're like, yay, are you going to read the newspaper out loud again today? Uh, Going through it. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, Vexing, we send out stickers. Um, Do I have some here? Well, I've been sending out, so we have the official, I do. Here's, you can tell how well, well, this is what I mean as I'm knocking medicine off. This is what I mean. As chaotic as the live streams are, this is what the actual recording of the show is. So, I have, there's, you get a sticker like this, but it's bigger. This says, Carpenter Copter Pilot, it's like a military badge. And at the bottom, that's Basque. That's my ethnicity. It says, Monkeys do not exist in Basque. You don't get the hard drive. You don't get the hard drive, but you get this sticker. And then I've also been sending out copies of these now not everyone's gotten these unfortunately because they send them out in different waves this was the sticker um we had for why is it backwards can you guys see it normally this is the sticker we had for the conference we went to this was made i don't have my glasses on and even if i did i was like oh my goodness where i don't even know where my glasses are Anyways, it was made by a super dope dude. The logo was made by a super dope dude. I know his name, Ash Black. So I say it all the time. And then also I've been sending out one of these. This is my business card. They're normally not this dirty. They're normally... Like, I don't want that. That's super gross, bro. And then on the back... Again, I don't know if this is if this is right. Okay, you're seeing it correctly. Um... Sabine thinks that's too much on the back. <laughs> she might be right. She might be right. But if you get one of these business cards, <coughs> I printed out like 2,000 of them. But it says, the front's just the, you can tell this is older because it says the Daily Paranormal Conspiracy and True Crime Podcast. I've, that's funny, B. That's a funny comment. The, the um, I don't call it that anymore. It's just the Daily Paranormal Podcast. And then on the back is just different cases that I've looked. This is the vanilla cream. I decided not to go with the off-white with the lettering. That movie's so dope. It's been like 20 years since I watched American... I was called... American, not American by American Psycho. I saw the sequel, too. That's how much I loved American Psycho. I loved... I saw the sequel. And it wasn't great. But, you know... It had the name, it was called American Psycho 2. What are you supposed to do? Uh, Nigel asks if we can get a Ouija board sticker. Possibly. You know, it all comes down to like what translates to short, like a little sticker thing. And what I want to do too is because I have a list of everyone who supported the show and still uh, supports the show. I want to like figure out a way to like send you stuff regularly. But here's the thing. People, people know they join my Patreon. It takes a long time to get that sticker, and I was like, "Oh, I sh- oh here's the here's a big version of the sticker. This is the sticker. This is the four inch sticker. A carbon helicopter pilot. Um, it takes me forever to put anything in the mail. It's it's bad. Yeah, Rudy Jazz. Uh, Jason literally runs a one man operation. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Everything. Every if you people will be like, I don't know if you're reading this email. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm reading the email. <laughs> it's just me. It's just me. But we got some good, we got some good stuff coming up too. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little behind on my research. 
I always know what I want to cover, but then, I, like I said, I got to translate it into notes to put anything to get it together. I've sometimes I've shown my notes. Um, there's nothing secret about them or anything like that, but you can kind of see it's just like short sentences that I can scan as I'm telling the story. It's not scripted out. And then I, that's it. That's probably the most time-consuming thing. Recording an episode probably takes about an hour. And then it takes around two hours to edit, to get it down to about 40 minutes. And I'm so glad I started only doing two stories an episode, too. That was, that was a huge help. And then, because um, it used to be three episodes. It used to, the show used to be so, like, I was listening to an episode one day. I was walking down the street, and, like, a car drove by, and I was like, oh. And, I, and then I totally forgot. I couldn't even keep up with the podcast. The subject had changed so quickly. I was like, ugh. Let's see here. But, yeah, so I'm glad we've slowed it down. Rudy Jazz uh, read American Psycho. I, I devoured that book. I read it in, like, two days. I loved that book. I had never read anything like it. Brett Easton Ellis, and then I went and read a bunch of his other stuff. I had never read anything like it. It was really good. And now, I, I'm not the most voracious reader to begin with. Other people could have read it and been like, eh, it's okay. I mean, even if you just thought it was okay, I never had read anything like that that had so many pop culture references of a time that I knew of. See, my dad loves Stephen King because he grew up in the 60s. So when he reads a Stephen King novel and they're talking about some dumb candy that Stephen King self-inserts walking around with in his pocket. My dad's like, oh, I remember that candy. That's what American Psycho was like for me. Because that's really like, I would have been, I think American Psycho took place in the mid-80s, maybe like 85, around there, 86, 87. That's when I was becoming aware of a bunch of things myself. I mean, me and him didn't run, well, first off, he's a fictional character, so we definitely didn't run in the same social circles. But I remember watching television, and you would see Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yuppies was a thing. You had like this whole affluence culture. And, that, and I remember gathering all that stuff from the media as a kid. And then you had, and I love Huey Lewis in the news. They're totally slept on. They need to come back. Because they're not old news yet. See, that joke, <laughs> that joke would have normally gotten it edited out of an episode. You're like, that was a joke? That was a joke. <clears throat> Fabio says, how is your listenership distributed around the world? And do you have strategies to grow in any specific region? You know, <clears throat> it's mostly United States. It's probably like, I, I'll be honest. I checked those stats. It's funny you ask that. That's one of the things I check every single morning. Every single morning I pull up, there's a website called Chartable for podcasters. You guys can use it too. And you can kind of get an idea of how popular podcasts are. But yeah, generally, it's mostly America. It's what I've learned. It's so funny because I'll see that the show's doing really, really good in El Salvador, for example. We are always at the top of the charts in El Salvador. It's so awesome. And then I'll do and This happened a couple times. I go, hey, guys, we're doing really good in El Salvador. Hey, guys, we're doing really good in Chile. I'm going to do an episode that takes place there. And then all of a sudden, listenership drops off. It's counterintuitive. I figured they'd be like, oh, I'm going to tell my friends. I'm like, I'm going to like, no, I think, I think they go, whoa, he knows I'm listening to him. That's spooky. How does he know that he has a bunch of listeners in Chile? So United States is huge. What's interesting is I've had comments from people from Mexico saying everyone I know listens to your podcast. We do have a pretty big listenership in Mexico and South America. 
and then uh, Europe. But places like Russia, we've never really taken off. We got one or two really good listeners. Uh, pretty much one or two good listeners over there. I mean, these names are escaping my head. One of them has a YouTube channel. He has like a heavy metal band. He recently started doing Minecraft Let's Plays. I think he's given up or just taken a break from the music. But right now we're doing really good in the Philippines. I have this chart. I I wish I knew how to show it to you. We're doing pretty good in Russia right now. So I take a look at all of these charts, like we've been blowing up in Britain. In America, we're always in like the top 50, we're in the top 30 to 50 of what's called social sciences. So it's a fairly successful show, you know, as far as we can measure everything like that. B says the podcast is a side job. Yeah, podcast is a side job. I used to have three jobs and then the podcast has allowed me to quit two of them. So that's been really nice. That's why I really appreciate all the support uh vaccine yeah american psycho is awesome brave new world i i did like the brave new world was that the one with the soma i've gone back and read some more of the classics um as time's gone by but yeah american psycho was really good it's super gruesome though it's a i didn't know this was possible it was a book that as i'm reading it i never had this reaction before i'm reading it i'm covering my face with one hand i'm like looking through a finger because it's so gross it's basically terrifier 2 which i haven't seen so i'll say i have seen the first one it's reading terrifier you're just reading something that's so grotesque and you're like oh i've seen a bunch of stuff i've seen people die all the time on the internet because that's funny that's always the comment i get whenever i'm like that's so gross they're like what i saw people blow up yesterday yeah that's gross too i don't i mean you're comparing two but yeah, I remember reading American Psycho looking through one finger. And American Psycho is one of those books too that after I'd finished it, I started going, um, oh, I wonder what this book's about. Like, I wonder what alternative theories are in this book. And that opened up a whole new level of enjoyment for it. When I was watching Twin Peaks back in the 90s, there was no internet. So you watch, there was no like articles like explaining stuff. So when you watched it, you had to think, what? What was that? What was that? And then you'd kind of come up with your own theory. And and with the internet, you can now, like when Twin Peaks Season 3 came out, each day or after each episode, you could read fan theories. Rudy Jazz goes, how does it do in Switzerland? It's not officially tracking there. Right now, it's doing pretty good in Sweden. It's doing good in Russia, Norway, New Zealand. But <clears throat> I don't see that we're 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 not on the we're not in the top say I think the tracking level here ends at two hundred so we're not in the top two hundred in Switzerland but we're what's odd is in the past month we blew up in China so I mean it's it's just interesting to kind of look at all that stuff hey Arnold yeah think. <clears throat> Arnold, uh, or, yeah, if he, I says, I think, is that MX? <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me take a drink. Um, recommends the uh, podcast to all the coworkers. That's another great way to help the show grow. I love that. <clears throat> Sorry. That will get edited out. The um, I'll probably be too lazy to do it. As a, Here's the thing. I was a podcast listener before I was a podcast creator. I was on the X board before the podcast. These are places where I've hung out. These are cultures that I've loved for years. 
I can't stand it when podcast and this happened to me like i'll be listening to a podcast i'll really be into it and then i'll be made to feel less than if i'm not financially supporting the show and i was like it always made me it's bummy it's bummy right so that's one thing i love about that's one thing when i was like when i do a podcast i'm never gonna do that like yeah we have a patreon discord that is set up so I don't, I mean, because we tried having a public Discord, it didn't work, it didn't work, and that's a way to support the people who do help support the show. But man, there are a lot of podcasts out there. And I remember there was a paranormal podcast, I'm not going to say the name of it, but the host, they spent episode after episode after episode, the first five minutes was them yelling at you for not donating money. And I was like, dude, like, this show's cool and <laughs> all, this show's cool and all, but... If I donated five bucks a month to every podcast that I liked, it's like a cable subscription. That'd be like 80, 90 bucks. And she would do this over and over. I stopped listening to the podcast. It was insane. Like, you can't make me feel like a bum. I think part of it is we're used to the television model where you just turn on the television and you watch content. Same thing with YouTube. Uh, it would be would it be great if this was my only job? Absolutely. That would be so awesome. I feel like I could put out so much more stuff. Not just with the show, but like movie nights, on the ground stuff. Like we travel to Tennessee, we do episodes. I mean, that's the dream. But I'm not going to yell at people if they can't give me $5 a month. I, if you guys want to help the show grow, just tell more people about it. Like, that's 100%. And the reason why I say that is because of how other podcasts have made me feel. That's why it's included in every episode. Like, you don't feel bad. And people still send me email. Hey, man, I wish I could send you money. Seriously, don't feel bad. Just spread the word about the show. That helps out so much. Really, really does. Introducing Emmy says, as a fellow uh, paranormal media producer, I also get a lot of views hits from Mexico and South America. Yeah, I think there is such an interest down there. We found great stories down there. Mexico has whole group, whole UFO groups dedicated to just tracking ufo investigations in mexico i think we assume like that's a cool thing about doing this show is i always just figured this was an american phenomenon you have stuff here you'd have stuff there no it's all over in some countries like the the alien and ufo stories coming out of russia they might dwarf the um, if, if you take out the stories of seeing a bright light in the sky if you're looking at just humans interacting with aliens like a second or third encounter I think it Russia may have more than ours. And I think the thing is we weren't, those weren't coming out because the KGB was like, what'd you see? And you're like, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. They're like, exactly. But after the iron curtain fell, we got flooded with all these ones. Let's take a look here. Yeah. Beast says American psycho is way more, the books group more gruesome than the movie. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Let's see here. Hey, Rico in Acapulco. Thanks for swinging on by. I can never say that name correctly. I don't know anything about Blood Meridian. The only thing I know... That's what Rico was talking about, Blood Meridian. The only thing I know about Blood Meridian is that it's called the Unfilmable Book. That's it. I don't know if it's any good. Um, you're like, yeah, Jason, it's an American classic. I don't know, is it? I spend most of my time reading articles. I don't have enough time to read books, but I always want to change that. Let's see. 
there was most people <laughs> b thanks for the donation b wrote please don't yell at me jason yeah i i don't i don't i don't think the only time i i don't think have i ever i've yelled at subjects of stories right i've covered stories and i'm like this guy doesn't know i, I don't even think i've done that that much you know what <laughs> rudy jazz said please yell at me jason i'm into that thank you rudy jazz for the donation as well um i'll put you guys on a scavenger hunt a forest fin treasure hunt you might say there is an episode i'm looking for and i can't find it anywhere there's a whole week of episodes where i did vampire week and we were talking about the vampire lord kevin I found this website. I went hard on this dude. I went so hard on Vampire Lord Kevin. I found this whole website. And each day for five days in a row, I was we were making fun of this dude's website. And I'll be honest, because you may have been like, Jason, that was kind of rude. Like, you did go to the paint with this dude. I left stuff out. There was stuff that was was dis- more disturbing that I was like, no, I'm not going to talk about that. But I'll talk about this other stuff. I'll make fun of this other stuff. But that kind of made me feel like I wasn't just picking on someone. Like, he had some pretty grotesque thoughts and ideas. And he was putting them on the internet. But I don't know what those episodes were. I don't... What is that? Is that my lip? I look like I had cocaine in my mouth. Um... I don't know what those episodes were. I can't find them. I did a whole week. I've tried typing in Vampire Lord Kevin... Because if you go to Dead Rabbit Radio, if you go to the web, the podcast website, there's a search bar. And I use it all the time to go, hey, did I figure out whether or not I covered this? I use it all the time. Yeah, Vexing says, I hate it when people berate me for not being a Patreon. It's Imagine if you're watching a television show and all the characters from Friends turned around and they're like, money, money. They start banging on your television set. If that happens, you should check your carbon monoxide detector if you start hallucinating like that. But yeah, Nikolai asks, thank you for the donation, Rico. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. Merry That means Merry Christmas, right? Uh, yeah, it does, because that song. Feliz Navidad. You know what? It's funny. My first... Um, the first time I ever heard Feliz Navidad, this is, gonna, this is such a boomer comment. But some of you guys might remember this show. There was an old show on television called Sledgehammer. It was a parody of, like, Lethal Weapon movies. And it was about this crazy detective. I think his name was Sledgehammer. And he had, like, this giant gun that he slept with on his pillow. It was like a parody show. No, it wasn't Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. The theme song to Sledgehammer, though, was done by Tim Burton. Not Tim Burton. Who's the guy who does the music for Tim Burton all the time? He was in Oingo Boingo. Um, I don't know. I don't know what is his name, but anyways, there it, it will. Someone will put it in the chat. So there was the um, show Sledgehammer, and in the very first episode, he went up against the terrorist group, and the terrorist group was called Feliz Navidad. And I remember my dad laughing. He's like, oh. I was like, ah, what does that mean? And the whole time they're like, Feliz Navidad has five more hostages. And my dad's like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, what? <laughs> what? I figured maybe it was like an adult joke. And my mom's like, Feliz Navidad just means Merry Christmas. But it sounded like a, it sounded like super foreign. And, and I'm sure most adults understood it. They called this group. I mean, it's called Feliz Navidad, but it's, 
It's Merry Christmas. Yeah, it was a funniest show. I rewatched it maybe 10, 15 years later because it came out on DVD. And I thought it was really funny. And then maybe like three weeks ago, I found myself watching clips of Sledgehammer and I was like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, I think after it held up for about 10, 15 years after it aired, it, it ran for two seasons. But um, yeah, I think it does eventually does eventually end. I've never seen Bateman Begins, Nikolai Mishkin. I have seen fan edits. It depends. Uh, some fan edits are great. I watched, me and my buddy Jonas, we sat down and watched the Phantom Edit, the one supposedly put together by uh, Topher Grace from that 70s show. It, he edited all three Star Wars prequels into one movie. And it was good. It was good. Like, I enjoyed it. He took out a bunch of stuff, obviously. The movie starts off basically with Anakin and Obi-Wan in the elevator. It, it, no, it starts off with the Darth Maul fight. And it implies that Anakin's already an adult at that point. Because then I think it cuts to them in the elevator, Obi-Wan and Anakin. And they add some deleted scenes, actually, to kind of flesh out some stuff. It was good. It ended with him becoming Darth Vader. Smash cut. No uh, standing in front of the Death Star. Nothing like that. It was good. It was good. So I think you can have the... And it was Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny Elfman did the music. Dun, 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 dun. It was good. Like, I remember loving it as a kid. I, I enjoyed it as an adult. But just the other day, I was like... Short Circuit says Vampire Lord Kevin wasn't from Vampire Week. The Vampire Week was in 2019. That 100% could be... It's so funny because every so often when I do those weeks, it's because I just happen to find a lot of good stories in a row. Those are so hard to do, like special Halloween episodes. Like, I think maybe the first year we had a No, the first year we didn't have a Christmas special. The first year I think I just did a behind the scenes. Second time we had a Christmas special because I told the story of Bruce Pardo, which is actually today's TikTok YouTube short. Um... That's a crazy true crime story. I I hate to say, but that might be one of my favorite true crime stories. That's in in short. This guy, this is like two thousand eight, two thousand seven, in Covina, California. This guy, his wife, the divorce was just finalized the week before Christmas Eve. His wife and all of her family and friends are having a. People are like, "Don't finish the story! Don't finish the story!" They're having a party on Christmas Eve, and Bruce Pardo shows up as a. Dress up as Santa Claus, and his seven-year-old niece, nine-year-old niece, runs up to the door and goes, hey, look, it's Santa, and he shoots her in the face with a pistol. She survived. She's still doing fine. And he then pulls out another pistol and starts double-gunning down the crowd. And he was Santa, so he brought a present with him. He then puts down the guns and opens the present. It's a homemade flamethrower, and he sets everybody on fire. It's insane. And he his plan was to run to Canada. He already had like a bunch of money strapped to his legs. He had his plane ticket bought. They thought he was going to Canada, but that might have been like a trick. He may have been going south of the border. But when he used the flamethrower, the Santa suit caught on fire and the cheap nylon melted into his skin. So there's no way he's getting on. There's no way he's getting on a plane. He's all smoldering. Uh, he went to his brother's house and shot himself in the head insane insane so that's a christmas story for you but then after that it did just become a thing of 
um, not really doing that many specials. I'm not. There's not going to be an episode tonight. There was no way I was going to try to have an episode tonight, but I'm just beat. My sleep schedule's totally cra- been crazy over the holidays. And then, uh, but there is a special treat. There's a special treat coming. Um, Nikolai asked how much money I lost by not being on YouTube, not doing the weekly ep- or the daily episodes on YouTube. It's probably been about a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks a month, roughly. I never made a ton of money on YouTube, but I mean, that's $1,200 a year, right? I mean, but I do not regret, like I regret the, not having the comments to talk to you guys. That's why we do the discussion thing. But if you notice just the past, maybe 10, 20 episodes, I've been using more audio clips, which is something you can't use on YouTube. Like that one time I used that newsreel uh the even the popeye's chicken sandwich from the and then his aunt's speech i wouldn't have been able to use those on youtube video would have gotten taken down gone to strike there's just more freedom like yeah i've lost a hundred dollars a month i wouldn't have been able to do the bodal episode which you're like jason that would have been fine I, that episode was disgusting bodal i had those notes ready to go for probably about six seven months like that story was sitting in my folder ready to go and i was like i can't do it like there's no way this is so insane if i put this out here i'm gonna get the strike i can't even link to the wikipedia page for my notes because so that's what it is it comes down to self-censorship like there were stories that i was and i think that's such a fascinating story the rise not really the rise the fall and even more of a steep fall for the young woman bodel um, which I'm sure, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce her name, but, um, I never would have been able that, that episode had been sitting on my hard drive for months. There's another story I really want to do. You have like, that is such a dark story. You kind of got to figure out like, when do you want to tell it? I have one, I have two more stories like that ready. I actually have way more than two. I have some, I have like just some horrific stories just in there, but th- those ones I'll probably never do. Um, they're dark. It, I'll, I'll probably do them at some point, but yeah, Rudy Jazz said, did you see JCS is back? Yeah, yeah, I watched that video the other day. It, You know, the thing is, is that case I had already seen a video on like earlier in the week. Now, I'm not saying that JCS, JCS totally didn't copy him. JCS is Jim Can't Swim Psychology. They they took some time off. They got demonetized. They left, and then a ton. They'd been gone for a couple of months. A ton of channels popped up, and they just called themselves JCS Inspired. And I've been watching those. When you stop making content, someone's going to fill that void if it's popular enough. So then, when you come back, it, sometimes it can be hard to come back. Sometimes it can be really hard to get back there. So, uh, yeah, and it was an interesting case. It was about a guy who beat his girlfriend up and was drunk. And the cops picked him up, and he didn't know she was dead. The police did. And they're interviewing him. It's it's interesting. It's tragic. It was super sad. But I had already seen it. Um, I hope JCS continues to put stuff out. See, the, the thing is, like, those videos take such a long time to make. That's what I like about doing a daily show. If something happens, if I do a story and it turns out that, let's say, like, someone's like, you can't have that on there. Or, you know, YouTube. There's a better example because that's super rare. But I come out with an episode. 
YouTube demonetizes it or removes it, whatever. Like I got four more. I'm not. I don't like it when that happens. But it does. It doesn't shut down the operation. I got four more episodes coming out, and I put out five previous to this. So it gives you a little more wiggle room to kind of take chances. If you're going to spend a month putting together a video, I I don't like it. But people will uh, not say they'll go. He graped her. What? Don't don't. If you're not going to be willing to say the word. Don't talk about the subject, but, you know, they're putting out videos that take a month to put together, so they have to cut. I was watching a video the other day, and they kept cutting out the term sex assault, sex assault. So he'd be like, well, then we know that you, her, and took her to the woods where you proceeded to bash her brains in with a crowbar. And I go, oh, that's, that's, that's not deleted? Like, I get it. It's the weird YouTube algorithm. But that was the exact thing. They blanked out sex assault, and then they, in the same sentence, and then he took the crowbar and he beat her brains in. So weird. It's so weird, and it's not cool. Hey, Leo. <laughs> that was a weird transition. That was a weird transition. Hey, Leo. Thanks. He's like, I don't know why I'm here. Um, Nick, maybe it is episodes 439 to 443. I'll have to, I'll have to check a look at that. Hey, Mewtube. Thanks for swinging by the live. Really, really love it. Tony J. Merry Christmas to you as well. Mr. Mad Dog, uh, uh, think, you think you're having flashbacks about Bodle? That was the episode I flew the copter. I'll give you, I will give you guys some behind the scenes stuff about that, Mr. Mad Dog. I, I totally didn't even think about that. Uh, we used someone who had the name Dog in the horrible episode of Bodle. Um, I, if it is a newer Patreon, Leo, thank you so much for that donation. Really, really appreciate it. Um, the, um, if there's a new Patreon, I will go, if I, here's the thing, if I have a new Patreon and a super controversial story, I'll go, mm, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll do this guy. Because I usually have a list, right? I have the new Patreons. I have the Patreons who have been there for a while. So they get to come back. And then I get the live stream people. And I try to figure it out. I Some people, and this, I do not recommend this. You're more than welcome to do this. I do not recommend this. We will have people. It happens maybe once every couple months. Denby Jones, Patreon supporter. Nice dude. Talk to him on the Patreon Discord for the live shows. He goes, oh, yeah, and you know, when I do, because he's joined the Patreon, I said, hey, do you want your sticker, stuff like that, and he goes, I actually want to be on a pirate-themed episode, or just, you know, episode with a pirate story. He joined the Patreon, like, six weeks ago. He joined, normally, it's, like, right after, I'd say within a week, usually not all the time, because sometimes I go, these stories are just way too gross. Nobody wants to start a Patreon and get... Attached to this. Denby, it might even be more than this. And I was talking to Denby. I go, Denby, it's so hard. It's so hard to find. I was like, I've been looking. At first, I was like, oh, that should be pretty easy. And then I was like, I'm not finding anything like super good to talk about. You can't force it, right? I don't want to do a substandard story just to give Denby his shout out. Like, I want to find a real good ghost pirate or like modern day true crime pirate i don't know or pirate conspiracy or whatever 
And, um, yeah, people will do that. I don't recommend it. If you say, hey, I want to be in an episode with a swamp monster, get ready to wait, because I have to find a proper swamp monster. And you could say, how about this one? But that might not be a story that I'm going to tell. Rico in Acapulco says, um, JCS should be named Shut Up and Get a Lawyer. If you don't know what, and that's true, JCS psychology is basically interrogation videos. Sabine thinks it's the weirdest thing. That I sit there and I play Minecraft and watch people go, but I didn't kill my wife. I didn't kill my wife. And they're like, we know you killed your wife. He's like, ah, it's super. <laughs> She's like, what? What type of psycho are you? Um, but they're fascinating. They're, you, and so JCS really laid this out where they'll show. It's not just because there are other channels that just play the interrogation video from beginning to end. It's super boring. Like three hours of like people, the cops like scribbling stuff down. What JCS started doing was they'll do the video, they'll show the interrogation video, and in it they'll stop it, and they'll go like, did you see the way that the detective leaned forward? This is a very common technique called the Milford Bradley technique or whatever. And this is a way that they use this to intimidate, so they break it up and they're like, they they kind of inform you of the techniques that are going on or why the per- there was one where it was this dude I don't it wasn't JCS it was this other one and they kept, <laughs> I was like we get it we get it there was one I was watching and they're like look at how the man had been accused of killing his wife in the dumbest way possible he killed his wife and chopped her head off and hid the head. But then took the body and stuffed it, went to go throw it over a bridge and maybe got bored or got distracted. A bird flew by because these people were driving across this bridge and they found the woman like stuffed in to the bridge. Like, you know, they have like the the, the railings on the side of the bridge and it's like concrete and then metal. They saw her. She was just like stuffed in there and then he walked away. It was like he didn't push her off the bridge. He just kind of like kicked her a couple times and he goes, that's good. And he left, and then um, he gets arrested. And he, he he did do the murder. They found the head, and it was his wife. It's kind of hard to get away with that. But anyways, they kept saying what the funny the funny part of this horrific story was. They're like the guy would be sitting there, and the cop would ask him a question. And the guy would be like, "Well, I don't know," and then it would pause. And they're like, "Look at the way that he's protecting his genitals. This is a known defensive technique. Whenever you are." In levels of high stress, you will try to guard the most sensitive parts of your body. And I was like, oh, yeah. probably. I mean, if you're fighting a gorilla, right? You don't want someone tearing your junk off. And the video starts playing again, and they're asking him some questions. Then it stops again. They're like, again. You notice he is, again, protecting his genitals. And I was like, what's in there? Do this part? And they kept pointing it out. Like, every time he shifted, they're like, when we look at it from this camera angle, we have, like, an upskirt angle. You can tell he's fully cupped his genitals. I was like, dude, I don't. I get it. I get it. When people are nervous, and I didn't know that was a thing. I've never seen anyone do that, like, before a fight, or someone's yelling them, or anything like that. I've never seen that before. I'm sure people do it. He did it. But it could have also been, like, jock itch or something. It could have been, the jury's like, you're guilty. He's like, oh, but I was extra itchy that day. You're cupping your genitals. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty good... It's a pretty good show. Introducing Emmy says maybe pirates like the sports team, like the 
I don't know. It's tricky. It's who someone else did that a long time ago, and it took a, a long time for them to get their shout out. Like, because I want to, you know, I want to. If I can do something, well, this is interesting because let's say they go. I want to be in a pirate episode, and this is a story I want to do. Yeah, the other day on the X board, someone asked me. And this is this is a good example. They go, "What do you have? You ever done a topic on human hunting before?" And the term is known as PNW human hunting or Pacific Northwest human hunting. And I go, "Here's the thing." In all my years as a hunter, no, I'm just joking. I go, it's all predator. I used to hunt men. I said, here's the thing. I it's probably true, but what do I say about it? Like, what's the narrative hook? So yes, let's look at Pacific Northwest human hunting. There's no. I've looked into it. I got the brochure. I got the brochure. I'm gonna go up there in a couple weeks. No, I um. I looked into it. What you need is like a narrative hook for me to just say somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, there's a secret club of people who hunt humans. The elite are using people to shoot at. That's sentence one. What's the rest? Where do I go with that? So there are something. See, that's perfect if you're going through a conspiracy theory iceberg. If you're doing a video like Wendy Goon does, Parallel Pipes does, they'll just go through these icebergs, right? Because you are looking for these smaller answers, but that's not enough to build a 10-minute segment off of. That's not enough to do a 5-minute segment off of. And and so sometimes you can recommend a story that's intriguing, but what's the story? How can I tell that in a way, well, one, in any way? And then two, I go, because sometimes I'll find super interesting stories. I found one, like, I'll find stuff. What was it the other day? It was some serial killer on Wikipedia. I read it and I was like, oh, this is a pretty good story. But for can I tell it in a way that's any more enthralling than just reading this Wikipedia page? And I feel like I could do that with the Bodle story. I feel like I was able to kind of combine this huge, ep- quote-unquote, epic into this tiny one. Some of the stuff that will never appear on Wikipedia, right? Like the Nakato Avocado Gluttony Demon. <clears throat> Pacific Norman, Northwest Human Hunting. And I said there is so in so let's say we have that super intriguing topic. It's super evocative. There is a long time ago. People who follow the show know how much I love celebrity gossip. Never talk about it on the show unless I can find a way to talk about it. <clears throat> like Robert Downey Jr. is taking down elite pedophiles. A long time ago. <clears throat> so sorry. A long time ago. I found a story online that said, see, this is, this is, if I could find this story again, now I can build something around it. Pacific Pacific Northwest human hunting. Is it weird? Is it, what is it? A long time ago, I found on the celebrity gossip site that Jean-Claude Van Damme was visiting an Eastern European nation. And the article named it. I don't remember the exact name of the country, but it's, some Eastern European nation. This would have been in like the late 90s. Early 2000s. Jean-Claude Van Damme is out there. I think he's shooting a movie. And of course you're hanging around with the richest and the coolest people in that country. Because you're a Hollywood movie star shooting a movie in their country. And during one of these soirees. During one of these meetings just hanging out partying. One of these guys asks Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
You want to hunt a human? Jean-Claude's like, what are, you, like, what are you talking about? And he goes, we have this thing up here where we will release convicts one or two or three at a time from the local prison and we hunt them for sport. You want to do that with us? And Jean-Claude Van Damme apparently thought it was a joke. But he he wasn't entirely for sure, and he declined. He goes, "No, I'm, I don't want, I don't want to hunt a bunch of convicts through the mountains, through the rugged mountains and forests of your country." See, that's the narrative. So now we have the little fact, and we have a cool narrative to build around it. There's a lot of stuff where I come across, like plane of jars, plane of jars. I saw in the iceberg is just a bunch of jars they found in the plains. We don't know who built them. We don't know how old they are. There's nothing. There's no narrative hook for me to build around. So sometimes that's what it is too. Like I may come find a cool pirate trivia thing or something really cool, but you know what else is there? Mewtube aren't those just called Hitmen? I think that they um they're like I don't know if they let the prisoners. First off, I don't know if that story's true. I found it on the same website that talks about all the Real Housewives of New. Well, see that's what's in, that's what I always use on the podcast. If you have something that never talks about ghosts, ever, and then one or twice out of a thousand entries there's a ghost story, that does make it seem more legit than the Shadowlands.net, which I love the Shadowlands.net. I'm not trying to trash talk them, but where everything's a ghost story. Well, the thing I like about Shadowlands.net is everything is a ghost story, but maybe one or two percent of them are super high power level poltergeist creepy stuff. Now, if the Shadowlands on it was nothing but those, then they would all you'd be like, this is just fake. I come across the accounts on Reddit all the time where they have once-in-a-lifetime paranormal experiences every day. Then, well, I was reading one the other day, like a demon jumped out of the wall and was like, I will steal your soul, and picked up her little sister, and she ran out of the house, and stuff's flying around, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. I've become so ch- I've become so jaded on this podcast. I'm like, ah, that's kind of cool. And then I looked at another one of her posts and she was like, yeah, me and my mom are driving a car and like a demon jumped out of the sewer. I was like, okay, now you're just making stuff. <laughs> I'm just wasting my time. I've learned on Reddit you can block people. You can block people anywhere, but when you block someone, you can't even see more of their Reddit posts. I was like, oh, this is saving me so much time. There's a lot of time I'll read someone, I'll be like, wow, dude, that's really cool. And then I'll go look at the username. I was like, damn it, this is the person who told me something cool a week ago, which I knew was fake. Nuts. Let's take a look here. Yeah, the Rob B is talking about the Robert Downey Jr. episode. That Robert Downey Jr., I think I mentioned this in the episode. His people don't like you saying that he's running an anti-pedophile organization, which is which is weird. You're like my client takes no stance on pedophiles in the industry. Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody takes a you're taking a stance one way or the other. It's so I think what happened was they were like we don't want this to be said in interviews. We all know how the internet works. If enough people are talking about something, they don't want him sitting down for entertainment tonight and they're like Hey, uh, so Robert, before we finish this interview, is it true that you're hunting pedophiles? Like, they're probably like, no, we gotta, we gotta kibosh this. I think it would be nothing but good press. I think people would be like, oh, I really like that Robert Downey Jr. guy. He was great in Iron Man, and he was great in exposing those pedophiles. But his people don't want him to do it. Um... 
but yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I look at when I'm trying to come up, get a story like what's the narrative there? And it's in, it's more important, I think. I think when you're doing this type of thing. Now sometimes, I think the show's biggest weakness is the endings. And it's funny, like a lot of people go, I like the show better, like episodes 100 through 2 or 300 or whatever. That's fine, right? I like The Walking Dead. <laughs> I like The Walking Dead better. Seasons 1 to The Bridge. Right after The Bridge, I think... I, I tell people, people go, should I watch The Walking Dead? I go, yeah, absolutely. But stop watching it whenever you want. Like, there's several jumping off points. That if you go, I watched Alexandria. That's fair. That's totally... Huh. But I think it is a good show. Um, you don't have to listen to my show every day. And people can are people who say the first hundred episodes are the best. I don't understand that because those episodes for me are hard to listen to. I think the and this is the thing. I think the stories you could definitely argue that the stories are better. I think we covered so much good stuff in the first hundred episodes because I again I was like I don't know how long this is going to last. Um, I'll say this, the stories were easier to find the first hundred episodes because I was like, I'm going to do stuff no one else is talking about. And by the time you're on episode a thousand, oh man, you're really trying, but we find them. I still got, I still, I honestly probably like, I don't have a way to look at how many bookmarks I have, but just in my, like, I have a folder called mobile bookmarks and that's stuff that I can look at on my phone I, I i i would estimate i probably have about six or seven hundred no more than and then probably more than a thousand in just the the main folder but um yeah uh, beast says the first hundred episodes are classic but i can't stand the audio quality yeah there there's all sorts of stuff um you know, I, I, that comes down to, like, learning how to mix, learning how to, like, do things, like, but, yeah, it's like, uh, um, Dublin, Wisconsin was great, again, I'm talking about the stories, not necessarily the, the Bell Ray Surge, uh, Return, The Man from Torrid, all this stuff, all these classic episodes, I think you can, definitely, whatever episodes you think are your favorite and which episodes you hate, that's up to personal interpretation, I do believe there was a golden age of endings. There was a go in the middle of the show for probably a good like two three hundred episodes. The endings were on point. I would be I would be in the I whether I was recording in the haunted closet or out here in the living room. I would do an episode and I'd be like, "Yeah, that was awesome." Dude. Like sometimes I would edit me saying that out of the ending. I, I was like, and then they were never seen again, and I'm like. Sometimes when I'm doing the Dead Rabbit Radio, and I'm just be like, yeah, that was it. I have a, such a hard time with in. What happened was we had all these banger endings for so long, and then I started to repeat myself. I started to realize I was like, and then in the darkness, it finally came for him. And I'm not even, it's not just the last sentence, but it's like, I'd be like, now imagine you are trying to, I love doing those endings where I turn it into your bedroom, and I say something spooky, but... I would I would tell kind of this horror story ending, and I loved doing it. But then I started finding myself repeating it, and I was like, uh, 
Sometimes I'll try to figure out what the ending of the episode is before I go in there. You're like, Jason, you don't even know how they end. People who come to the live shows like Rudy Jazz, they made a comment about it earlier. I'll do like eight minutes of endings sometimes to get like a 30 seconds that I want. Because I'm like, I'll start talking. I was like, no, I don't like that ending. And then I'll go, I'm going to jump back 15 minutes and I'll go, it was a fascinating story. And da, 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 da. And then I'll be like, no, I don't like that one either. Um, I'm getting, I'm hearing here that the best ending ever, according to Rudy Jazz and Mr. Mad Dog 994, was Sexy Sasquatch. Which that was, I didn't know how to end the episode. I recorded that episode on the Patreon Live. And I was like, I kept kind of ending it. And I was like, no, it doesn't work. And I'm trying another version. No, it doesn't work. And then finally... I go, this is, I've only done this like once or twice. I go, I don't know the ending for this, but I'll figure it out while I'm editing. I gotta go. Like, I had been in there, I'd probably spent 20 minutes trying to figure out an ending. And and I don't remember, I, I, yeah, my, I feel bad that I, I think someone might have mentioned you should, something about the sexy Sasquatch. I think they got credit, if I'm correct. You look at the show notes for that one. I think it says, thanks for giving me the idea. But um, I just was doing the, did the song, Sexy Sasquatch. Well, you know what's funny is I thought I was going to get hit for a copyright violation for that one. Like 100%. Like I took, I found a beat. I did not make that music. I got it from a karaoke thing. I sat down. I wrote those lyrics in maybe like 10 minutes, if that. It's probably about 10 minutes. Sexy Sasquatch. And it's, it's, it's fun when you can do stuff like that. Um, nowadays, like, I just feel like the endings... Who who mentioned it? Who mentioned it here? I thought it was... Um, YouTube says, personally, I kind of like the more funny endings. Those ones aren't planned, but they, they pop up so naturally that sometimes I'm like, we're just do it like that. Like, the thing about me with the water, which one freezes quicker the water on the motorcycle or the water in the cup. Like I did not, I don't even remember why. Oh yeah. Because ghosts and airplanes, that was it. Oh, so I went from this episode about nine people, life story about nine people getting sucked out of an airplane, tumbling through the night sky into the ocean, or some of them just got sucked into the jet engine. I was telling this, I had no idea how I was going in the episode. Like even when I went, so in my notes, I put ghosts on planes, question mark, versus ghosts on boats. I think that was in my notes. I was going to talk about that, but then I'm talking, I was like, I don't know how to end this. Ayana Paul, that's how you pronounce it, right? Ayana. I remember we remember there being several debates about that. Thank you so much for the donation. Really appreciate it. You sent me some art, too, I think, back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I was just kind of talking and talking. And then I that popped in my head. Like, maybe it's because um, you just can't. The wa- Like, the water can't manifest. Sorry, I was checking my email for something. Romanian line. Ayana, thank you so much for the donation. Really, really appreciate that. The, um, 
I did find out that water will freeze no matter what. <laughs> I found out water will freeze no matter what speed it's at. It has to do with pressure and temperature. But apparently you can be stirring a bowl of water and that's just enough to keep the temperature high enough so it won't freeze. But if you walk into a cold enough, it's so weird. If you're stirring it and you walk into a cold enough room, the stirrer will just get stuck. Like the water can freeze so quickly that the stirrer will get stuck. I actually explained that on the next episode and edited it out because I realized nobody probably nobody cared or they looked it up themselves in the following episode. That was something that I had put on. So I'm, and let me read Ayana's uh, thing here too. I'm forgetting. It's getting late in my part of the world. Good night. Merry Christmas. P.S. You're really rocking the Orthodox priest look. There we go. Yeah. I got, well, this looks, this, this chain looks like it's like a, a, crucifix maybe it's actually a baby angel dabbing on you it's a little cherub can you see the he's dabbing so because i <laughs> i've got a time machine and i went back to the year 2008 um but no i have i was trying to look up i on a poll name i swear that we have communicated with each other before I'm just curious but i will look that up there probably probably that's not something that should be looking up during election i was like oh do we email all of this stuff's popping up on the um the, i wish that that would be cool i would have always liked to do like the um thing i don't know so much about green screen because oh, there's my new walking dead little poster right there um that was my favorite season don't look back but the this whole like having like video footage and stuff like that i would like but you know again with youtube thing happening i was like well i'm glad i didn't invest a lot of time and money into getting that the show may show back up on youtube it might but you know, I think it does. I think I do. Like the other day, I was going to have a title that was like The Bloody Skeleton Comes for Us All or whatever it was. And I was like, I can't use the word bloody in the title. The, the podcast doesn't care. The audience doesn't care. But YouTube can't use it. And I'm not even so, like, again, I was making $100 a month off the the YouTube through the ads and stuff like that. So it wasn't that huge of a hit. I mean, it was. I mean, that's groceries, right? But. It wasn't so bad that I was going to be like, well, now I'm going to change up all my topics. I'm going to change up all my... <laughs> That's funny, Rudy. It's going to change all my stuff so I can make 100 bucks a month. But yeah. so we, But we may come back. It may actually be something that comes back after this strike falls away or something like that. It will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Is Rudy, Rudy is saying gross stuff in the chat again? I don't know. Master Ellipsis is going to try to steal some of this. You know, the this is my new one. This is my birthday present to myself. After Oh, so the bling. That's what I know you guys have all been waiting to find out what happened with the bling cartel, right? The bling cartel. No, um... I I don't like using the podcast as a bully, as a bully pulpit. And I don't, that wasn't my intent when I told that story about the bling cartel. 
I wanted to talk about mental illness and how for a moment I thought well, maybe Sabine's part of the cartel. Completely dismissed it. A couple days later, Blink Cartel did give me my money back. If you guys don't know, I bought this piece. I bought this big chain from Blink Cartel, and it was junk. Oh, I guess I should. <laughs> I just said. <laughs> I go. I don't. Okay, so that was that's basically the whole story. Again, the point of the podcast isn't to bash on this company. I did get my money back. I did. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be like, and I have a complaint. Each episode now will start off with a complaint. I went to Freshie's Bagel Shop. And they didn't give me the right amount of cream cheese. Um, yeah, uh, Blink Cartel, they did give me my money back. But, and then I got this giant tiger, tiger bling. You got it sparkle. This is, this is my midlife crisis. This is my, I'm buying my jewelry that I didn't have when I was a kid. I'll probably end up getting a starter jacket. I'll probably end up getting a Raider starter jacket. And some Air Force Ones. <laughs> and that'll be it. That'll be it. I was never like I needed to have the nicest car. I was never like I needed to have this, that, or other thing. But I'll probably get us. You'll probably start seeing me walking around in a Raiders starters jacket. Man, those were so. That was the thing when I was a kid. When I was in high school, Raider starter jacket. We were in the Bay Area, but still, I think they were in L.A. at the time. Cross colors. Remember cross colors? The like the black leather jacket with the colors of like the African flag, the black, red, and green. Those are super popular when I was a kid. Kanye East, Akinya East, is that going to be my name, Rudy? But yeah, this this is my uh, bling, my bling addiction. I have to, I I cycle them out because I'm changing every so often. I'm like kind of changing what I'm going for, but I got my big tiger. This one is the best, right? Sorry, other necklaces, but the blingo. This was the one I was wearing when the lady at the thrift store was like, you, you know that we're reaching through the portals, right? You know that CERN is activated and we're pulling stuff through. And I was like, dude, I just want to buy this baseball bat. Actually, where did I? Yeah, let's look. I'll show you this. I'm going to go in a second. Not a second, but. Oh, wait. Hmm. How do I get up? Here, hold on. There's my ceiling. Let me get my baseball bat. See, I've been wearing my thermal pajama pants this whole time. And I forgot until I had to stand up. Yeah, you like that? It's a good ceiling. That is the ceiling. That is an undecorated ceiling there. Look at my new bat. They actually, you know, again, I'm breaking one of my rules. You never show your, never show weapons in photos or on video because now the prosecutor can go, um, is this not the same bat you used to beat that guy up with? I'm like, no, man, I never saw that bat before in my life. And they're like, uh, let's play exhibit G. Livestream Christmas special from 2022. You know what I need to do? I really need to set up a... I'm surprised Amazon doesn't do this. I need to set up a thing so when you guys send me something, it's I have it on it. Because I got so many cool things from you guys. And I don't know who sent it to me. Like, I give the shout out. And then nothing. But anyways. There we go. Air, Armin Airsoft. Hey, how's it going, man? Merry Christmas. It's my old buddy, Finn. 
my Fortnite partner in crime. I have to carry him the whole time, though. He's like, oh, no, I'm down again. Oh, can you can you save me? Picking him up, going to the, the van. I'm like, Finn, please. <laughs> I remember. No, no, I suck. I'm the worst at Fortnite. Me and him tried playing a while back. I was like, dude, let's play. My internet was so bad, I couldn't even talk to him on the mic. I had to, Well, first off, my headset was busted, and then I had to, like, set it up, and he goes, um... We were we couldn't do nothing. He's like, "Hey, you want to drop here? I'm all dead. I'm like dead. I was dying so fast." So then he goes, <coughs> "I gotta go over to Sabine's house. I gotta swing by Sabine's house, but maybe later this week, dude. I'd be totally down for that." He always he wants to play. I I love playing Fortnite. The thing is, is like you end up deleting it so you can play other games. So I was like, "Oh, I got, got Dying Light." So I was like, oh, "I'll delete Fortnite. I haven't seen Finn in a while." Then he hits me up. He's like, hey, dude, you want to play? I was like, dude, it's going to take 40 hours to download Fortnite. But yeah, well, let's play. That would be awesome. Be asked if there's custom. I would love to have a custom bling Dead Rabbit Radio. Maybe. Like, again, man, manifest, right? It's all about manifestation. It's all about... I don't want to get on that topic again because I can talk about it forever, but... You believe, then you can... I should start changing everything about the podcast i'm gonna start adding new catchphrases like if you believe you can achieve dream work makes the team work <laughs> no don't do that i have thought about you know what b so b said dead rabbit radio discord should set up an among us session yeah i did and nobody joined i was walking around by myself thank you for bringing that back up thank you for bringing up that hidden part of dead rabbit radio history when i first set up the discord you can hear you hear the tone of my voice. <laughs> How upset I was when I first set up the Discord. I go, guys, we can do gaming night. Wouldn't that be fun? Among us for the win. And I bought it on Steam or whatever. And I was like, it's gonna be so fun. I'm all picking out my hat. I'm like, I'm gonna have the party hat and the little puppy who follows me. And then um, I was like, guys, you want to? You guys, you want to play Among Us? And everyone's like, no. I was like, what? Nobody wants to play Among Us? No. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then Beezle, I'm sorry for asking. No, it was. I thought everyone would want to play Among Us, dude. That'd be dope. We'd be all running around, little purple people. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Well, B, maybe we will play Among Us at some point, but I, there was like a room in the Discord that was like Among Us. <laughs> Nobody wanted to play with me. <laughs> After I bought the game, we got everything set up. I'm all watching YouTube videos. I'm, I'm going to be the best imposter ever. I'm going to kill them all. Nope, nobody wanted to play with me. I know a couple of people have wanted me to get Phantasmagoria. And that was the... um, That's the ghost hunting game. And I've watched people play it. Burnt Toast Ghost. And is it Mason who plays it as well? Man, my memory's really gone. Who was the other guy who played? But anyways, Fantasm... I'm going to lose 100 patrons just because I can't remember anyone's name. Um, Fant- it's too spooky, man. Have you guys seen that game? Have you guys seen the game Phantasmagoraphobia? It's... Um, you, you're a ghost hunter. And it's basically like random where the ghost is at in the house. And you have to like go to the house and you will be like... 
I don't know what type of ghost this is. So maybe it's a poltergeist. So you bring in some equipment. You're trying to track it down and everything like that. Hunter Johnson says it's pretty good. Leo says it looks fun. It does look fun. It just looks spooky. It just looks spooky. Master of Ellipsis says they're going to join the Patreon just to shout sus. Man, I've revealed a lot of stuff this week. Nakato Avocado makes me sick to my stomach again. That's not a personal attack. I want to make very clear of that because that's just cruel. And I'm not, I don't think he's mean-spirited or anything like that. There's just something about... <laughs> I always go, hey, nothing personal. It's just that I think you're possessed by a demon. And then uh, what else did I mention earlier? That uh, Oh, carbon monoxide detectors. I'm like, I go in a house, I'm like, tear those off the walls, guys. I want no carbon monoxide detected when I'm around. And then uh, Phantasmophorgobia, the game. Or uh, a bee's written it out for me. Phasmophobia, which actually makes a lot more sense. Phasmophobia, the, the fear of spirits. But yeah. J- uh, Jet X Nerd, Eng <laughs> Nerd, said there's a conspiracy about purple lights. You know anything about that? Vaguely, I've heard that. If I can recall off the top of my head, because I looked into it briefly, some street lights are purple. Is that correct? Is that what it is? That some of the for whatever reason, some people are starting to see purple street lights. I could be wrong on that. That is something that's pot because stuff pops up in the conspiracy sphere from time to time but um yeah i'm not for sure is is that what it's actually referencing it's a manufacturing issue with the coating so that's interesting so finalanely nine people are like that's a hard name to pronounce you can't come after me so he's saying that it's a manufacturing issue with the coating they're skimping out and it decays too fast Jet says they've seen him in person. I wonder, I mean, that's an interesting answer. Could definitely be that. I saw it and I thought, you know, a lot of times when you see, when you see things, the question is, is, I always ask what and why. So, Purple Light's conspiracy. If if you can't identify it, right? Hey, have a good one, Finn. I'll see you later. Tell everyone Merry Christmas there and tell them that I have to carry you all day long during Fortnite. No, we'll we'll play it later this week. I'll start um pulling it up. Um Yeah, so Jet, that's the thing. Like, what is it? A, a perfect example. So let's stick on this one. What is it and why? So the purple lights, and then you would go, Well, why? If this is a conspiracy, is the government trying to do something? Is it is the mask slipping? Are we starting to see some sort of something they've built into the light bulbs? That'd be a, a why. I'm just pulling that off the top of my head. If something weird happens and we don't know what the why is. So like with flat earth, the question is the earth is flat. I can totally look and I can see the the earth is flat. I go up high enough, I can see the curvature. I go even higher, I can see the globe. The the question is then, why are they trying to hide that there's a globe from us? Well, the why is they're trying to prove that God, if you knew the world was flat, then God existed. So that why, even though I don't agree with flat earth, that why makes sense. The why, the the, the lights would be purple. The What could you say that would make sense? I think one of the interesting things that's popped up, and you guys may know the answer. Remember there was all those videos of animals walking in circles? 
See, that's an that's actually a good example too of not having a narrative. These videos are popping up of animals walking in circles. How would I present that on the podcast? I would say, did you guys see? I could say that in a sentence. That would be kind of something to talk about on the site. Like, have you guys seen those videos about those animals walking in circles? But that's all you could say about it. Maybe if now if Business Insider, it's funny, Business Insider covered the purple lights. Business Insider covers a lot of conspiracy theory stuff. I don't know if they have a big freelance section. People are writing things in. Like I know Forbes does. Forbes covers a lot of opinion pieces and freelance stuff. So Business Insider does it as well. But yeah, so what's the narrative? Like are you always, I'm always trying to figure that as well. Um, Jet says, that's why you're one of my favorite podcast conspiracy theorists. You're rational instead of the earth is flat because I said, yeah, I think you, yeah, I think there has to be that. There ha- well, you know, it's so funny because I was watching uh, Parasite, I think is the channel, the YouTube channel, Parasite. They're a fairly newer channel. And they were doing something about a monster in Antarctica. And it's interesting to see that people have different... Hey, Connie Chungus. Uh, oh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well. I saw that message come through on my phone for, I think it was Christmas Eve. So, yes, Merry, Merry Christmas. Tell Stealthy hi if he's there. He's not playing Minecraft. Um, or if he's playing Minecraft, blow him up and then tell him Jason did that. Um, it's interesting because everyone has their own things. I, when I tell a story, I want to tell a story that either I know is true, I think can be true, or it's fake. And we're going to talk about it being fake and why it's fake and stuff like that. And then you have other channels, like Parasite was doing the one with the monster in Antarctica, and I go, this is interesting because he is approaching it as if it is, I, I didn't get to finish the whole video, but from what I saw, he's approaching it as if it was true. Um, and that's such an interesting thing, That's such a, because you can tell the same, you can have t- two, three podcasters tell the exact same story in different ways. You can have it being told, because he does his videos more, It's pretty videos are pretty well produced. He does these videos as very... Hey, Chime. Merry Christmas to you as well. He does them in a, in a kind of a creepypasta way where he's telling a spooky story. Sometimes I do that, but I still think there there is a... And one... I'm not saying one is better than the other. Definitely different audiences. Even when I'm telling a story that is creepy, I think there's a more of a distance. I, I'm looking at it and going, this story happened to somebody else. Not me, and I'm reporting it. So it's just an interesting way. I, I I think there's just so many different takes on it. I don't know what. Oh yeah, because Jet was talking about. And then you have conspiracy, and this is what got Alex Jones in trouble was he was approaching conspiracy theories that he didn't believe in, but he was talking about them as if they were true. And the the Sandy Hook thing, like he never believed that one, but he was getting hits, and he was talking about it like it was something that he had personally done all this research on, and. And it got him in trouble. And then he came out and goes, no, I didn't believe in any of that. But those hit, those hits are hard when you do something. And I've talked about this a hundred times early on in the show. I did that episode about Ellen DeGeneres under house arrest. This is during the whole COVID thing. And my listenership shot up it, on the YouTube side, not the podcast side, which is super interesting. It d- did end up becoming one of my bigger podcast episodes as well, but not initially. And then I did an episode about Kevin Spacey. That guy's a nut. Um, To put it lightly, Kevin Spacey. That episode was one of my biggest episodes on the YouTube, like, overnight. 
And I could have kept doing those. I could have kept chasing those numbers. But then at a certain point, it wouldn't be Dead Rabbit Radio. It would be something else. Um, but yeah, no, I love it how... Yeah, I think it was um, Mario. Mario said it can be more engaging to tell them that way, to put the disclaimers. Yeah, Parasite's video started off goes, this is entertainment purposes only. This was based on sources that I found. So that's a good way to do it. Because at that point, if you come at it and you go, this is for internet, you can say things that you don't believe are true, but you can approach them in a truthful way. And it took, I don't want to just compare my show to Parasite. A better comparison would be Parasite to this other guy. I don't remember what his name was. He's been in the game for a long time. He puts out like three, four hour long videos a week where it's basically him live streaming what it's not explore with us. That's a that's a true crime one. But he he'll he'll just have photos of Mars and he'll be live streaming about aliens on Mars all all day long and like look at this picture of this rock. It looks like a head and stuff like that. So he definitely is approaching that phenomenon. He's going. This is all real. Everything I'm talking about on this show is real. I think when you look at Dark Outpost too, uh, I think he believes his stuff. Michael Baxter from Real Raw News. I don't know if he believes it. Because, see, Dark Outpost has a lot of interviews on. So he's interviewing people, and he's like, yeah, I totally believe you're from a reptilian cloning land. Michael Baxter's just writing articles. So it's just fat. I mean, you have all these different people. And every so often, I think, what if the show, what if Dead Rabbit Radio was more dramatic? Not in the sense that it had, like, spooky music. But what if it wasn't so jokey? Um... I think about that every once in a while, and I'm sorry I'm leaning on my table. I always come to, and I do, like, I go, like, what if we revamped the show? Because not everybody loves the jokey thing. No, Parasite TV, yeah, that's the one that does the, he does the more dramatic. It's funny, because we all kind of cover the same content. His stuff is highly produced, well put together. And he covers it in a way that is a spooky story. If I, I've covered Antarctica a hundred times, and I'm like, ha, 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 Antarctica stuff is so ridiculous. And it's so funny because we're looking at the same, and neither one is right because both of them have their own audiences. I think people who listen to Dead Rabbit Radio, they, number one thing is they want something they've never heard before. I think that that's a big part of it. Like, I can start talking about a famous true crime case like the Summerton Man or something like that. But if I only covered stuff you'd heard about, you'd be like, eh, this is kind of old. I've heard this told a hundred times before. I think that's the main thing. And then you start looking at things like, like let's say you love stuff that you've never heard before, but you prefer, prefer a more serious approach. There's podcasts out there that do that. There's no other podcast that does it daily. I think I kind of cornered that market, but I thought I've been thinking like, what if I did it more seriously? And I don't know. I don't think I would enjoy it as much. I would hate to crack a joke that I think was super funny and then edit it out. There's been times I have done that where I've cracked the joke in the middle of a serious moment in the story. And I was like, no, that's totally taking, it's totally taking it out of the, taking the wind out of sail. But yeah, I think Windy Goon navigates that in between the Parasite TV and the Dead Rabbit Radio, where it's far, it's conversational. I think my show is so conversational, it's you're sitting next to your buddy at work, and there's a cubicle, and a dude leans over and is like, dude, you won't believe what I read on the internet. That's Dead Rabbit Radio in a nutshell. That's what Dead Rabbit Radio is. Windy Goon 
is conversational but not too jokey or too i'm talking about the iceberg episodes that's really all i've seen of his so not too jokey it's not too serious it's just the middle and then from what i've seen of parasite tv again he's fairly new um his stuff is uh, more serious because he's telling a creepy story he's telling something that's going to spook you out I'm telling you something. Some of the stories do get spooky, especially the true crime stuff or like the black bedrooms, people waking up, eight gray aliens at the edge of your bed. That stuff can be spooky. And I can end it with a spooky thought where you're like, oh, dude, I'm having a hard time falling asleep tonight. But that's not the main thrust of the show. The main thrust of the show is your buddy going, hey, dude, you won't believe what I just read and telling you about some crazy conspiracy theory because your buddy can be flexible right sometimes your buddy's going to tell you a funny story sometimes they're going to tell you a story about some guy running around shotgunning pedophiles in uh, minneapolis so yeah um yeah yeah uh, b says your buddy at work is bombarding you with conspiracies you don't know what's happening yeah that's that feel and yeah rico rico in acapulco says yeah keep it jokey i think so Finn, Renard, Merry Christmas. Thank you for swinging by. Um, and there's approaches to all of it. It's funny because when I listen, Mysterious Universe was the podcast I got started off with. And they were jokey. Like originally I listened to it when it was just the one guy. There'd be episodes where I was laughing, they'd crack a joke, and then they'd tell other episodes that were so scary and you didn't know what you were going to get. But when you listen to Art Bell... Or when you listen to George Norrie, it's not, it's spooky. There's no jokes. There's no jokes. It is like, so you can have a Mysterious Universe and Coast to Coast AM. I think those are the 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 two guys that I think everyone kind of grew up with. I think depending on how old you were, at least. But, um, yeah, I like to, I like to be in that realm where you don't know what you're going to get which can kind of backfire. That's why sometimes I have to say this episode's a little intense. You may not want to listen to it, but yeah, you have the, um, I like the conversational style. See, last podcast on the left is a comedy show. That was another thing that I had listened to. Not as much as I had listened to Mysterious Universe, but they're a comedy show. So you listen to them if you want to hear three buddies laughing and joking and then telling a true crime story. If you don't want that, then you listen to you know, Sword and Scale or something like that, or True Crime Garage. Something that's a little... I've never heard Sword and Scale, but True Crime Garage I used to listen to a lot. So yeah, it's finding those those things, and I think that's great. As an audience member, you can find which show you want to be a part of, which community is like, oh yeah, I want more jokiness. Like, there's a podcast called The Creep Off that is just... It's like, it's a true crime podcast, and it is... It's a true crime podcast slash comedy show and dude the jokes they tell you're like oh my god dude that's awful <laughs> that's awful man um i think they're more crazy than last pad- last podcast on the left but they have their tribe right they have their group of people that listen to the creep off i listen to creep off because again they cover true crime i've been like i've never heard of this story this is insane like jokes aside they got some crazy jokes on there. They'll cover stuff. You're like, wow, I've never heard of this. And I'm a big true crime guy. I'm way more true crime than I put on the podcast because, but I've thought about, we've talked about this. I think the last live stream, I've thought about doing a second podcast. What's on my lip. looks like I'm bleeding. Um, the aliens got to me. Um, called uh, dead after dark, which is, which is more serious. And it covers 
horrific true crime stuff, stuff that I wouldn't put in an episode of Dead Rabbit Radio because it's so awful. It's so, so awful. I love that Rico on Acapulco said, conspiracy theorist's worst nightmare is meeting another conspiracy guy on the street. That happens to me. That happens to me too. And it's like, it is, it is your worst nightmare. Cause I'm, I am, I'm, a, I'm still a conspiracy theorist at heart, but I'm pretty open to having my conspiracy theories chipped away at or exploring other conspiracy theories. But when you have someone who's like, they're 100% flat earth and all their conversations come to flat earth and then they meet a 9-11 was an inside job guy. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that's comfortable for either of them. Definitely. Um, Ben Renard says, what do you think is the worst sort of paranormal channel on YouTube? What's the worst sort? That's an interesting question because it's definitely, it could be something that I wouldn't watch. What's the worst kind of, well, you know, I, I'm not pointing out any particular content creator. I think it's, I think anyone can fall into this. So I'm, this is not a broadside against anyone in particular. I know a lot of you guys are going to be like, yeah, it is. It's not. Um, ARGs reporting those as real paranormal or conspiracy stories. I, here's the thing. If as the creator of the content, if you go into it knowing it's an ARG and yet you're still going to tell it as if it's real, I'm not down. I don't think that's cool. Like if you know for a fact that it is made up or not even made up, there may be something you may go in with doubts. You may go, well, I don't really believe that Kevin, the vampire King has actual powers and he's ruling the underground in New York, but I'm going to report on it anyways. That's one thing. But for you to know, for you to have done research and find out it is an ARG, it was started in, you know, 2022 or, you know, it started super recently. And, but they say they've been around since 1976 and you start reporting, basically you're playing the game for them. I'm not down with that. I'm not, it's okay to report on ARGs and say, well, I found out it was an ARG. None of this was real. I think that's a legit investigation you do and you're like hey so i did this and i did this and i did this and i found out it wasn't real because otherwise it's like you know there's always that term on x buy an ad buy an ad if you want me to cover your arg buy advertising and we'll we'll package it as a thing we'll do it like that but as far as like making a half hour an hour long video about this super secret organization that leaves clues all over new new york and and you're like, and then on this day, they found this clue. And then on that day, and you're reporting it. At, and then you're at the end, you're like, who knows where this mystery will end? But you know it's an ARG. I think that's a waste of people's time. I think it's disingenuous. When you have stuff like Lake City Quiet Pills, which I don't think was an ARG. Lake City Quiet Pills, in short, I've never covered it on the podcast. It's super popular. But basically, and I'm going off of memory, some Redditors, I think, or maybe some export people found a website that had what appear to be coded messages for hitmen to pick up assignments. And Lake City Quiet Pills was a slang term for a bullet. Because I guess at Lake City, what was it, Minnesota or something like that, that's where a bunch of rounds were made. Totally going off the top of my head. I don't think that was an ARG. I don't think that was an ARG. They probably did stumble across. That's how you would communicate, right? You would have to figure out a way for hitmen to be able to pick up jobs. 
It's a cool conspiracy theory. I've never covered it because it's so well covered. It would basically be me reading a Reddit post and going, and then they did this, 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 and then we don't know how it ends. But, um, yeah, I don't think that was an ARG. But there's a lot of ARGs out there that you could easily... There, I've come across them. I've been like, whoa, dude, this story's really cool. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, it's an ARG. And see, the thing is, is like when you find a real conspiracy theory, a lot of times they're messy. And a lot of times they don't have a definitive end. And it may have a lackluster ending. It may have no, you know, you just may be like, I don't know. ARGs are basically, it would be the same thing as if I found a horror novel and basically told the story of Cujo, but said it was real. Now, a story written by an author that has a structure to it is going to be far more enthralling than someone posting something on Reddit being like, hey, I don't know what I experienced, but here it is. And so you get, people will be like, oh, dude, that episode you did about the dog eating everyone in town, that was insane, what? And so then you start doing more and more ARGs because they're scientifically put together to be intriguing. So that, that that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, Mewtwo says, um, talking about paranormal story content creators come out to find later they get their stories from no sleep. That's the thing, like, when I'm, that, that, that's a big part of it. No Sleep is a fictional website. Let's Not Meet is, it's, some of it is probably fictional. I mean, I go to a subreddit called True Scary Stories. This is what I mean. I'm like, well, it's true in the title. It must be true. I usually have to do a little more digging. Speaking of that, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. But there was a, I, I, I have a, this is weird. This is a weird story to tell. Not super weird. But considering what else I talk about, a lot of times when I find stuff on Reddit, I'll make an archive of it. I do this on uh, export as well. I'll make an archive of it so we have a record of it. We can refer. To, I think show notes are. And I, I have to say, if I have any lasting impression on the conspiracy theory community, I notice a lot of people now are using show notes. A lot of YouTubers and a lot of podcasters. And that was not. A th- I'm not taking full credit for that. But four years ago, that was something we set up. We're like, we're going to do show notes because there would be so many times I'd be listening to a podcast and they'd make reference to something and I'd want to do more research and I couldn't find it. So I want to know where they got it. So that was, and I'm very proud of that. That takes a lot of extra work. Not a lot, but it does take some extra work. Um, But yeah, you should have your show notes there. I should be able to check your work. And a lot of times I might find stuff that's more, I might find it up my own rabbit hole. I might find a topic that's super intriguing. Mysterious Universe, like I listen to them all the time. And I remember they were talking about tulpas. They were talking about this crazy ghost story. And I was like, oh, I want to know more about that. Those conspiracy guys talked about um, Stephen King killed John Lennon. I was like, I want to know more about that. And it took me so long. The tulpa stuff I couldn't even find back then. But I, it took me so long to find this stuff. I was like, I, I want to include show notes. But but I, I it's so interesting. The other day, I got a, something popped up on Reddit. And it was a story about a police officer who got called out. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. It's And what's interesting, though, it's a story about a police officer who got called out to a domestic violence incident and something weird happened was it world ending no was it unexplainable yes and he said 
in it, he goes, listen, um, this happened a while back. It happened in March, really. And something happened. And he goes, when the other officers showed up, he said, I'm not going to risk my career and my pension for saying what I saw. And I'm reading this and I, I'm reading this. I'm like, okay, yeah. It's interesting. And then I looked at his profile and he has like 95,000 karma, which if you don't know means he's on Reddit pretty much all the time. His account was back from 2016. So what is that? A good eight years. And nothing else I could find was paranormal. Nothing. And I go, you know what? He's telling this story. He needs to get something off his chest. If I archive this, it'll keep his username there. And his username is listed to an account that he's had for eight years. And he really needs to get this off his chest. So I didn't archive it. Because I go, he's going to delete it. I knew, I go, he's going to delete this. He's going to write it up. It's only like three or four paragraphs, which another thing, a lot of times when stories are like 30 paragraphs, that's usually a sign that they're not true. When the, the moonlight glimmers through the branches, as I was sitting in my room reading my favorite, that's probably not true. Most people, and it could sometimes be, I'll, I'll do a little research before I'll, I'll knock it off, but generally when people are writing about a true paranormal event, especially if they're uncomfortable about it, they just cut to the chase. They'll give you just enough information. They'll be like, hey, this happened. Da, 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 da. Um, and so I didn't archive it. What I did was I actually took a screenshot of it and it removed his name. So I could tell the story and it will never get attached to him. Even if he, he would have to pop up and claim that story. Cause it's an interesting story, but you have to make those decisions. Like I didn't want to, because that's another thing when I'm doing shows daily, right. I'm getting all this content. Sometimes I do think, what is the ramification of me telling this story? How, how will that play out? If I'm talking about the vampire Lord Kevin, you know, he he's a, he's a, he's a weirdo. None of you guys are going to go after these people. I've never had any problem with someone from this show harassing anybody that we've talked about, even people that we've made fun of, right? I've never gotten a complaint ever from anyone. But um, it's interesting. I go, I'm going to save this guy's profile. I'm not going to archive it because if I... Now, if he had just started... If this was a throwaway account that he just started to tell the story, I totally would have archived it because I knew he would never use the account again. But yeah, something just told me don't do that because he was taking a risk by telling the story. Super interesting. Super interesting story. We'll include it. Again, is it world-ending? Is it world-shattering? No. But very rarely are paranormal events like that, and that's what's kind of cool about it, and that's kind of how you can go... That that may have happened, because it's so mundane. It's so funny to use the word mundane when we talk about the paranormal, but that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up in the next minute. Nikolai Mishkin, you said, uh, guess what? What? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even know what to guess. Well, I don't know. Okay. But, um, yeah, guys, this has been awesome. Again, we've, I know, I know chicken butt Hunter Johnson replied. Um, I have to apologize for all the names I forgot. Um, Black, is it Black Hat Cinema? 
it's black something cinema YouTube, and I can hear the voice. Black heart cinema. Yeah, Black Heart Cinema Podcast. Their last episode was put up three months ago. So I don't know if they're still putting stuff out. But they did put out a ton of movies. I hope they're still putting stuff out. I hope they, they, they never got a ton of subs on YouTube. But that's not really a good indicator for a podcast success. Um, but yeah, Black Heart Cinema. There we go. I finally got it. Finally got it. Um, but yeah. A lot of fun. I'm good now. Now I feel like a winner that I remembered his name. Ayanna Paul. I'm trying to remember. I, I we interacted before. I'm who was who? I was a bunch of names. I was trying to figure out. I think at a certain point, you could forgive me for uh, being old and not remembering people's names, or you could be like Jason, just start writing this stuff down. But guys, thank you so much for coming out. I really do hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. We're going to be doing some great stuff. Actually, um, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll start putting some of these special prizes. This thing that a lot of you guys have asked for for the longest time. I was going to save them for episode one thousand, but I think we'll probably just do it right after this stream. B, thank you so much. Bye, y'all. Misha and Reba say happy holidays. Time to go to Aunt's haunted house. Catch a ghost for us, B. Catch a ghost, put it in your pocket, and bring it back. That'll be the best. Have a good Christmas, everybody. Master Ellipsis, Merry Christmas. Rudy Jazz, Merry Christmas. Chell M. Earth may be first, but in front of a hot conformer. I might. Oh yeah, Chell M. Um, that must have. You might have been the same person on the export who was saying that conformers are sexy. The rocky person. I don't know. Maybe. I guess anything would be sexy if it was shaped shaped enough. Feneline, uh, Mario, Mewtube, Nikolai, Two-Face, Nick, Gigi Bonkelman, A-Shark. Merry Christmas to all. And, <laughs> sorry, we'll tell, I mean, Chell M, we were in church together. And Chell looked over at me and said, I want to have sex with a conformer. We were in a library, I meant. Somewhere we were. Merry Christmas to all. And you guys can hear my... Ho, ho, ho. It's my authentic, my authentic, I was Santa Claus at a pet shelter the other day, or like some, I was raising money for an animal shelter or something like that. I was Santa Claus. And people said I do a great Santa Claus. I go, ho, ho, ho. But then I always want to, I say it always starts to sound a bit like Jabba the Hutt at a certain point. I go, ho, 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 ho. Unga minga Han Solo. So I have to be careful. I only have so many ho-ho-hos in me until I start demanding access to the spice routes. Rudy Jazz said they'd sit on my lap. We gotta buy a plane ticket. Gotta buy, <laughs> gotta buy, buy a plane ticket. Merry Christmas to all, everybody. Have a great one. And I'll see you. So no episode tonight. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday night, however it works out. And check your podcast feed, though. I'll probably put them on YouTube as well for a treat guys i love you guys have a great christmas and i'll see you soon see you soon ho 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 bye connie bye stealthy merry christmas nikolai